All right, welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. My name's Zach. I'm with Tom and Coey. Time for Epsom Day. Time for the Metro. Time for the flights. And there hasn't been a stack of rain. They've been absolutely just predicting piles and piles of rain. There's only been a little bit today. But boys, I welcome you in. Tommy, how are you? Coey, sitting in a brand new car. I'll go back to you, mate. I'll go to you first. What's it like just dishing out, you know, paying for cars in cash these days? Oh, I mean, something different. I mean, it's been a fruitful year, I guess. It's it's, it's nice. I mean, I was going to get a brand spanker, but I mean, let's not give myself too many too much credit. It's not a brand spanker. I just got a used second, but in great nick and half the price. So I cannot complain. And that means I'll leave myself a purse to play with come this Saturday. So uh, happy days. Uh, Epsom Day, Tommy, you're out on track, are you, I assume? Yeah, mate, I'll be out there. Um, I'll be out there on Saturday. Hopefully, not too much rain. A lot of it. I, I just spoke to Darth, who he said there was a massive storm coming over, and it sort of split in two, and sort of Ramwick was right in the middle, so it sort of just missed it. But then, um, then they said they got a bit uh, some a bit later in the Arvo. So, look, I think we're. I think it's going to be wet. Yeah, I think it's something we're used to now. Like it's literally been raining for the last year. It's just exactly right. Um, races from last week, Coey, obviously a good one with Smooth Spree in the first. There was some uh, better of the year in Best of Bordeaux, got scratched in the morning, bit crook. So that was a bit tough to tough to see. But Jackano, huge. I know I gave it a little push, have had it in a bunch of things, actually backed up the Everest as well. So the sickest bet I think I've ever seen is a friend of mine, $500 bonus bet to win 330000 He needed in secret just to win the Golden Rose and a lost by 0.2 of a length to Jack and O. So that's one of the worst, most bad beats I think I've seen for a very long time. But boys, let's just go straight into it. Actually, firstly, very elegant. Can I get your opinions on how stupid this rating system is in France? I understand that it's the rules. Koa, you know this stuff pretty well. Everything that I've read says it's pretty stupid, but she still gets to run in another race, but it's not the arc. It's not the arc and it's not what the connections wanted to hear. It is definitely stupid um like on it it's bizarre how her benchmark rating plummeted so quickly yeah. um i mean you can just good jump on twitter and you'll see all the uh, profanities going on there because i mean i i think it's warranted as well to be absolutely honest and the trainer francis henry graffard even said he's a local obviously he's a frenchman he went what the fuck is this mess this is fucking shambles um you check any other rating based kind of scale whether it's time for bha you, you name it everything pretty much points to very elegant being still the mighty mayor and would have been balloted three between three and seven so regardless she would have got a run if it was yeah. any other scale so it, it is I'd imagine there, there I say in Jeff Toovey's word, there will be an investigation and there has to be an investigation. I think it's just, they need to make sure shit like this doesn't happen again. And, you know, like it could potentially stop our horses traveling ever again, I guess, if we have anything great, like very elegant. So there, there needs to be a little bit of an overhaul and a, an ex- well, an investigation. What do you think, Tom? Because Tom Koi and myself were sort of saying, bring her home, and you were the advocate saying, run her in it. She's got a great chance, and now she's not running. Yeah, well, it's, it's going to be um, interesting how she goes in this other race. I, I, I'm a bit confused about this other race as well because they said she couldn't run at Longchamp because you're not allowed to nominate for two races on the same day. So there was talks that she might run in Paris, but 
they might be able to get around and run in that mare's race at Longchamp, but I, I'm I'm not too sure, mate. It's just it's just very French, isn't it? They just sort of make the rules up as they go and just do this and do that. But mate, um, yeah, it's it's really disappointing. I, I, I as I've said before, I generally thought she she would have had a shot. I think she was ready to peak third up. So uh, I know Sky were advertising. There's so many people came to see her and see her on the world stage. And, yeah, it's disappointing that she doesn't even get a go. There's now one we'll never know. But, um, yeah, it's really disappointing. Annoying. All right, we've got Randwick this weekend. Um, probably we're a soft seven now. It'll probably be a heavy. Um, we kick things off with a 1,000-metre dash uh, for the first starters. All these ones obviously going off trials and stuff. So we don't know a heap about them. So I'm not really going to go into too much depth. But, couple of things have been backed here and there, but Abdullah's on the fave, physical graffiti. Coey, anything for the, fa- the first race? So as far as I'm aware, so the first two races, they've been the first two-year-old race in Sydney anyway. Genuinely, the market is framed towards the actual times and sectionals that ran in those, well, trials. Most of them have only had the one trial. I think they all have only had yeah. one trial and uh, you'll see in a second as well. Um, the the two fastest times lead them head the market, so hence why John O'Shea's thing, and hence why Gay Waterhouse uh, Philly is the favourite. And it's it's one of those. It, it is literally a roll of the dice, I think. Um, you missed Empire of Japan, mate. I know. I mean, I, I love the favorite. name. <laughs> I love the name. Uh, it's out of Anichihara, which is actually being throwing progenies. So. Yeah, it snits all into an Ichihara. I mean, I love that combination, but it it is so difficult to bet these races. And I, I can totally understand why Flying Trapeze, I think. Um, I had to watch a couple of these trials over and over again to really get a, a grasp of how they'll run. And Flying Trapeze, they won its trial, softly held by Jason Collard. Jay Collard sticks. I see upside. There's a little bit more price because it ran a slower time than the current favourite. So, I mean, for those wanting to have a punt on race one and two, I I would keep a really close eye on how the market reacts. There will be good, like uh, there will be a lot of fluctuations in between from now and then. So keep a close eye, but I wouldn't mind backing flying to peas and Gary Portelli's really really good with these two year olds. So I wouldn't mind sticking with him. 8.50 flying trapeze. Tommy, you got a, got any opinion on these two-year-olds first up? Yeah, well, speaking, Coey, speaking of uh, first two races, not really knowing, it's, it's uh, if you're betting with a tab, it's a good time to have a crack because uh, apparently they're doing that promo again. If your horse loses, you get a bonus bet back. So they found out last week that uh, it worked out pretty well. People were having a crack. They're not just sort of going the favourites. So... Um, put your money in with a tab and you might be able to have a crack with a couple of couple of horses. But it made it, yeah, as Kelly said, it's a bit hard with these two-year-olds. If there's a bit of money for a couple, um, I I tend to think, especially the China Horse Club, if there's a bit of money for it. The Snowdens have got McDonald. I think he could be a key to which one will go a bit better as well. So I might go with the Empire of Japan. I was a massive fan of Ichihara, uh, trained by Alan Denham, uh, did very well. So, yeah, I... Look, it's it's those sort of races you can have a bit of a crack because um, you're not too sure. And the other thing, uh, speaking of tab as well, the slipper market should be out about 7.30 Thursday night. So just as form lines go into the line, um, I can tell you that the field's going to be about $26 the field. So if you do like one, as Zach and I were talking last year, um, 
it was $17 for Cool and Gatto, then it was 13 before it even ran. And after the run, it was $6. So if, there, if there's something like physical, uh, physical graffiti that you think will run really well, back in the hour for Slipper, because surely if it wins, it's just going to come into favour and you're going to get a um, pretty short price. That's right. Um, obviously, race two, like we said, two-year-olds, it's time for the girls. Coey, we spoke to Timmy Clark last night, and he seemed pretty keen for perfect proposal. It is the favours, $2.80. Do we stick with? I want to stick with. I think it is genuinely. It would, it's another year where the Phillies are really, I think, outshining the boys thus far. I mean, they haven't, they're unraced, so it's hard to say where they could go potentially. But at the same time, perfect proposal. When we spoke to Timmy about it, I just – love its racing pattern i think it's ready to gallop um the way that tim gave it a couple of good shakes and one hit of the whip and it you know ran straight i mean a lot of these two-year-olds i mean it doesn't matter doesn't matter who trains it but waterhouse bot i mean she's the master of two-year-olds the babies she's got that down to a t so the way she presented herself in that trial which was the quickest of the day amongst boys and girls last 600 also the quickest i think it's by about five lengths quicker than the boys i think yeah. uh, don't quote me on that but everything looked peachy i know ba- barry nine a little bit on the stickier side because i think a lot of these uh, horses will try and i guess lead from the lower draws um there's no real tactics involved with it i think it's more about the jockeys getting a feel on board so at least Timmy sticks from the trial into this race. Barrier nine, the taxes are going to be forward. So at least it's pretty clear cut. I like the way it looked. So I'm going to be with the uh, favourite here. Tommy, like any of the girls? Uh, funny, Coe mentions uh, she's king of the babies. Uh, she's actually never won a gym crack, uh, which is an astounding stat. Wow. She's won seven or eight uh, breeders, but she's never won a gym crack. So it's pretty crazy. But I think... Um, She's got a pretty good chance with perfect proposal. So I think that would be a pretty good story. Um, her and Adrian training so well at the moment. So, yeah, if Timmy's steady into it, I, I can't sort of steer out of it. Um, but she's got the next best favourite as well in Sicilian, and I think it tried pretty well as well. So I am Platinum Jubilee as well. So there's there's a few there, I reckon, all out to try them in this race. So, um, yeah, let's go perfect fight. All right, 1,600-meter uh, race in race three. Mahogany is going around. Great win last start. James was aboard. It was a really good win. It was 6.50 when markets opened. It's 3.30 now. Arnold Hurt Punners last start went around at $1.70. I think it was the only favorite that day that didn't win. Kalino, Hosier, Tamerlane, Casino Kid, they're all there as well. Mahogany, Andrew Adkins gets a ride this time. King? Uh, I think Andrew Adkins gets a ride specifically specifically because J-Mac and the likes can't get to that rock bottom weight. So, yeah, same same as um, Arnold going around. I mean, I think if it was higher weight, I, I'd imagine um, the, you know, the leading hoop, the champion hoop would have been on board one of the two. But due to its, its rating, so to speak, I guess it's, you know, way down in the weights and obviously gives a great opportunity for someone like Andrew Atkins and the likes. I mean, we'll see that later on in the uh, the Epsom and the Metrop market as well. Just the fact that a lot of these low weight jocks don't usually get come to town to start with and getting essentially a potential to win a group one. So um, as for this race, I, I wish I, I think the tab opened incorrectly on the market because Mahagoni or Mahogany, they, I think it opened at like seven bucks. I don't have the market in front of me, but it opened at like six fifty or seven bucks, and now it's just crashed in to three sixty. Everyone's seen its last two starts. 
second behind Waterford, two back, and the great win in the midway last week. I think it is a horse with upside. Arnold, on the other hand, a little bit of a question mark. It will be carrying rock bottom weights. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy to stick with Mahagoni. Uh, I generally think that it is a horse on the up and it could go deep into the campaign. So Andrew Atkins could be the lucky um, saluter on this well, race three. Tommy, you with Mahagoni or Mahogany or however you say him? No, I'll actually go against Cowie. I, I, uh, I'm not with it at all. I actually, I don't like the fact it's, it's, yeah, I, I understand punters backing it because it's had two pretty good runs, but it's coming out of midway form and midway form can make you look pretty good. And McDonald off. I'm a big fan of Andrew Atkins, but McDonald off Atkins on is a, is quite a significant change. So look, um, I actually, yeah, Arnold was a massive blow to punters, um, last start, but, Nothing went right for it. And I think, as Coey said, it gets in light with the weights here and maybe a bit of the pressure off as well. So I, I out of the two, I'm leaning towards Arnold. But I think um, I really can see who's your back. I thought it's um, now under Chris Lees has been running really well and Casino Kid as well. Good, good heavy form. And if we're on a big bog, I think that could be um, that could be one we could follow as well. Clipperton and uh, Jan Bowen going towards the big dance with this horse. I think... Um, yeah, Casino Kid are the odds. Nice. All right, we've got the Hill Stakes going around and one of Tommy's, I reckon. Montefilia is going around ninety favourite. We've got Cascadian there at 3.30, Numerian, Yonkers, Elephant, Luncies, and Kiss the Bride. Look, Montefilia, ninety. it's going to be second up. Had a run last start uh, against Animo. It came fourth, pretty good run, I thought. Um, but it goes around ninety favourite uh, this time. Coey, boys, take it away. I think it's safe to say that the favourite is definitely the... Uh the classiest runner of the field. Uh, Tommy probably agrees as well. I mean, Cascadian's definitely got runs on the board as well, but I just think this is Montefilia's to lose. I generally think I look at the field, I go kiss the bride, Luncey's, Elephant, Yonkers, Numerian, Cascadian. Montefilia's going towards a Melbourne Cup, essentially. Or I think it's going to Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup. Uh, the step up in distance is going to be massive tick. And you have to remember, it came fourth behind an absolute red-hot field last start in uh, Animo, Ice Bath, the likes, and the George Main Stakes. So it's – I think the map really suits as well. I think she'll just park herself right in the middle of it and then just pounce late. She, we all know that she can handle the uh, the heavy going. I uh, don't think track conditions are going to worry her. Loves Randwick. Yeah, second up. Tick, tick, tick. Jason Collett's going to be on her for the whole preparation. So, yeah, I, I just have to be on her. And obviously the slight dangers are obviously New Mary and Cascadian, but I just think that she's just the class act in this field. Tommy, she's one of yours. She is, and I think we're going to see her in good, uh, some good things. But um, there's there's probably only two that can beat her, as Kelly sort of mentioned, is Cascadian and New Mary. And New Mary and back to the trials as well before a run here. Tommy... I know Tommy Berry's had a massive opinion of it and Cascadian's been, um, it's no sure thing for Montefilia. You're taking a very short price, but look, I think she wins. What price she gets probably um, is, yeah, if she gets more than $2, I'll probably be more likely to likely to back her. But yeah, there's definitely only the three in it. And yeah, as Kelly said, Montefilia definitely maps the best. So look, yeah, Montefilia probably just wins. Um, the Dulcify, a horse here, who knows if it went up wrong, but $8 into $3.30, maybe the J-Mac factor is communist. It's won three from five. Last start was at Newcastle where it saluted. 
It's up against Williamsburg, Flag of Honor. Maybe the only one that's had a couple of bucks is the Godolphin Runner in Atmosphere. Sammy Clipperton's aboard, but people have gone balls deep on Communist King. Well, luckily, I don't come from a communist nation, and I'm just uh, kind of – I think it's going to be – I'll be interested come Saturday to hear Tim Ryan and the tab traders kind of talk about this horse. Uh, I think at this stage, anyway, it's probably close to a lay of the day. Like, it's it'll be rock-bottom price as we speak, and if it keeps going down, I'll be just questioning it. Like, I think it's a wide-open, like, literally a race. So – I think right now I would not be putting my heart in on communist. I think last, I mean, it is warranted. It's come against Arnold who starts back. Nice, nice enough win last start at Newcastle, but the fact that it's, yeah, there is a lot of J Mac money to say the least. And I don't think he was ever coming off this horse because Michael Friedman just wanted, he would have had his plan set weeks ago. Say J Mac, you are going to stick with this horse. Da-da-da-da-da, so forth. I think there is a lot of value to be found in this race. And I spoke to Timmy about scientists yesterday, and I don't mind it. I think it's just barrier nine, once again, is a little bit sticky. And I guess the track conditions are going to probably eliminate quite a few of these, you know, horses who are untried, more, more or less anyway. But the way he spoke about it, I, was, I thought it was pretty positive. It's got Timmy on board. It's going to try and lead. Uh, it's And the price is silly, I think, at the moment. So... I wouldn't mind touching it. And then I guess Conqueror is like the real question mark horse. I think the fact that J-Max jumped off it, Willie Pike now on. Mm. I'm sorry, no, Willie Pike was on last start. Sorry, I apologize. But um, everyone's been talking this horse up and it's come out from a really strong form race to say the least. I think it'll probably be better second up now going into this. It, it holds value. So I wouldn't mind watching the market. But at the moment, I don't mind what Timmy Clark had to say about scientists. So... I'll be laying the uh, the favourite and going towards that direction. Going scientist at $11, Tommy, where are you? I really like what Kobe's saying about Conqueror. Um, it's coming out of a hot field. It's coming up from some pretty tough races. Bikey on. Um, very keen to see how it goes. It's um, and, it, and it was scratching the gates first up as well. So, like, it's had a, it's had a few issues, but um, maybe it finds this race a bit better. And I think Williamsburg is the interesting one as well. Big fan of the horse. McAvoy on and Whitegate probably not an issue in this smallish field with I think there's a lot of pace and sort of can cross back and uh, take a sit pretty easily and if it's pretty fair I think Williamsburg um, could have the talent to beat this lot so I'm, I'm a I'm on the Williamsburg train. Williamsburg. Right, we're up to the flight stakes, race number six over the mile. Fireburn has been pounded. This is the horse where I'm on at the overs. I'm on at 750, so it won't win. Uh, it's $2.50 and $2.15 today. Obviously, they're expecting a lot more rain. Don't know. It's three, it's one, three from four on the heavy. Zoo Gotcha was really good last start. Um, it was up against that little battle with Madame Pomeroy, which I think Tommy Berry was aboard, but J-Mac got it over the line. It was unreal. She's extreme. It's been a tough follow the last two races. Uh, Wolverine, North Star Lass, Madame Pomeroy is obviously going around again. But, Coey, Fireburn? Come on. I am leaning towards Fireburn. Nice. Uh, I don't know if I can take the price anymore, though. Like, you, you've you've timed your run to perfection. You've absolutely just... Yeah, I backed it on like, Saturday afternoon after it ran. Yeah, like, it was perfect. And uh, the way it, you know, went through the line, it was... It was so eye-catching and it was so pleasing to see because I think this horse has been dying to get to the mile. And I think 
Gary Portelli almost spelled this thing after Saturday's run. And I'm like, what are you doing? You need to, like, if the horse pulled up well and ate well and everything else, you need to take her to the, the flight stakes. Yeah. She's desperately asking for 200 metres more. And she gets a chance. It's set weights. It's, it maps perfectly. Yes, she'll be out the back. But the likes of North North Star Lass and the the other filly, I can't remember the name, but they're, they're, they're going to set a genuine tempo. They'll probably be going tooth and nail. And then yeah, out comes Fireburn. And 250, that's probably as low as I want to take the quote. But 215. The, the 215, sorry, 215. But saying that, I, I she's she's definitely the one to beat. And something like Zoo Gotcha. Zoo Gotcha, I think I've got question marks. She's extreme. I can definitely forgive the last two starts. So she's, if you like her, the overs plays there. And then I guess the one that I would keep safe, Wolverine, He, uh, she closed enormously in that same race as all three of them. Um, so I'd be keeping an eye on her, but at the same time, Fireburn, I think it's going to be really hard to beat. Fireburn wins, Tommy? No, no, not for me. I understand what you're saying, Kelly. Like, definitely after last run, you want to you want to see run on. And um, why would Portelli be saying going for a spell? But he, he didn't just say it last week. He's been saying it since last prep. He's been saying we've seen slipper runners come back and they they don't run real well after it. But this horse has been running really well. It had that first start run, sort of blew the cobwebs out, and he was only going to have one run. And then he's he backed up in the Golden Rose, and it, it has run outstanding against a. A pretty good field, but um, I, I think we're seeing some um, really good horses here. I thought Zugotch was so tough. It was gone. It was gone with about 100 to go, and it, and it kicked back. But the step up is a bit of a query. She's extreme, actually got the better of Fireburn at the mile last time. I will say Fireburn was coming, and she's extreme, got all favours that day. But she did she did get the better, and it was a Randwick. Uh, and I'm a big fan of Wolverine. Uh, Kelly, Kelly made the point about it. Um, it's last start run. It was running on. It was it was a massive eye catcher to me. And at the 750, I want to take Wolverine. And Madden Pomeroy at $16 as well was massive. Again, stepping up a bit more. But Huey, Huey with these three-odd fillies, especially for Waller, can really ride them well. So I think I might have something on Madden Pomeroy and Wolverine uh, at the price. But look, if you're in a Fireburn, um, Zach, like you got the overs. So like you're some pretty. But yeah, I just can't back it at 215. Fair enough. All right, Premier, this is a good race. So there's a little hit out before the Everest for a lot of these horses. Lost and Running is the short favourite. On a little bit of a drift, though, um, speaking to Tim Clark last night, this was his pick. If it was a good track, he thinks this is one of the horses that could beat uh, Nature Strip. But it's $2.40 out from 225 We've got Marzu going around, one of the great horses. Overpass gets a slot. Rachel King's aboard. So is Shades of Rose. Uh, Mask Crusaders going around. We've got Kementari. Tim's getting the ride for the first time. And then we've got the others like It's Me in... It's 21 bucks. J-Max aboard. Even Shelby 66 as hard as it's quote. So, good race. Does Lost and Running win? I think with this weather, the weather's a little bit up in the air, as per usual. It's raining where we are right now, up in the northern beaches, and uh, hopefully it hasn't hit too much in Renwick, but who the hell knows? I think... Mas- runners like Mask Crusader just can't catch a you know a break. It just needs one dry surface, and yeah. both runs. It's pretty much going to be weather affected, and it just. I mean, it might be dry Everest day, but at the same time, it, 
it just doesn't suit conditions like soft seven or worse, essentially. It needs to be kind of soft five, good four for Master Crusader. And I don't think we'll see the best out of it this weekend. I'm sure Tommy will make a mention of it. But saying that, I think lost and running, it was enormous last start in the um in the shorts. And yeah. it's, it's it's pretty hard to argue. Mazu can handle the rain, which is really good. And I think it had a really, really tough run last start. Gets the box seat, I think. I think um, it will sit behind the leaders from barrier one. So Sammy will probably know what to do with it. And I give it half a chance for sure. Apache Chase needs a day, dry, uh, dry track. So I've kind of put a pen through it. Yeah, like overpass was tough, but I don't know if it's up to this grade. This will be the real, you know, tester for it. But it's pretty hard to look past Lost and Running in Marzu. In my eyes, I think they are the warranted favourites or thereabouts at the top of the market. It's me is there because I think Cav's got some aspirations that uh, there is still three slots to fill in the big, big race. So if it runs a bolter, who knows, it might get out of the cosy and go straight into the, the Everest if that were to be the case. But yeah, I'm kind of with uh, lost and running in Marzu here. Lost and running is 240. Marzu is 460. Uh, Tommy, on Musk Crusader, you've always liked the horse. It looks like Pike is going to get the ride to the Everest. Yeah, I, I, it, it appears that way. When we spoke to Tommy a few weeks ago, he sort of thought that uh, Pikey might get it. It's it's a real shame because I think on a good track, uh, Mask Crusader is a horse that can challenge these sort of um, really good sprinters. But just a wet track and um, not a lot of speed, I think it might be a bit hard for Mask Crusader. Good track, different story altogether. But I think Mask Crusader would do... It, it was really good last start. It ran on really well, and I think we might see a nice little run on again. The other horses, I think, I think things like um, uh, Apache Chase and a few others like really want a, a bit of a better track. But it's it's going to be between the top two uh, in Lost and Running and Mars Do and possibly Overpass as well. I think we spoke about it after their last run. They both ran on so well. Looked did no um no harm for their slot contenders and there's only I think there's only one slot left Kelly over I mean Shades of Rose got officially announced today for Bonho a good old friend will obviously pick their own horse so there is there's one slot left with James Harron and it's me I think could run on really well here she's done she's done well in a uh, Kosciuszko before and she likes Ramwick and I think she could run on really well and I think she's a good place price but uh, getting back to the two favourites I think Lost and Running I wouldn't be with Marzu. I just think the heavy heavy track's a bit better, and uh, I think she'll get it. Uh, Marzu will be a bit closer today on Saturday than um, trying to trying to sit on the back of Eddie and uh, Nature Strip and get past them. And a bit easier task, but I think Lost and Running will be running home and uh, impress again. But uh, he'll be looking to peak uh, for the Everest next start. So I'm I'm leaning towards Marzu over Lost and Running. All right, we say all of this, and then we all know what happens. Kevin Tyree just comes out and wins at double figure odds. Uh, the Epsom, tough race. Hinge is going around. Karen's aboard. We, we were talking about Karen riding favourites last week, and he actually won on a couple, so he did really well last week. So 380 is Hinge. It's had some good luck, good, uh, luck in the heavy going. Ice Bath going around. We all know Ice Bath, J-Max aboard. It's had nine starts on a heavy, but it's only won once. Um, top ranked. People are talking about this horse saying it's one of the greats at the moment. Cross talks going around. Fangirl. Nima Lee was huge last week. Converge. We're out of double figures. High double figures there. But look, Hinged. I think Hinged could be a good bet, Tommy. What do you reckon? 
Yeah, I think uh, Brad Davo tipped it and um, has his followers have sort of followed um, it in. It's a much better weight than Fangirl, who uh, sits at 54, where Hinge sits at 51 and a half. So I definitely think in the weights, definitely sits pretty well. I've got to talk about some of the other ones, though, because I'm a bit more keen on a horse like top ranked. I, I was so impressed uh, with the Bill Ritchie run. Uh, it's going to be the top weight, but I don't think it's going to bother this this big boy. He uh, looks like his head screwed on really well. He looks like a serious racehorse. Uh, Kelly mentioned to me $26 in the Cox Plate as well at the moment, and I think I might have to take some of that because he, I, I think I think he looks so good in that Bill Ritchie. Last three winners have come through the Bill Ritchie as well. Huey on. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of this horse. I think Ice Bath would probably um, like a bit more speed. In it. You, you've got You've got Crosstalk and a few others in it, but I think Crosstalk really is going to be out by itself. And you can make the case that on social media, Brad Gray's gone through his speed map and he thinks Crosstalk can get away with it in front. But I don't think top ranked will be as far back as he was in the Bill Rich and he's still motored home. So that's smaller field as well. I, I'm all in on top rank, big fan. Uh, Ice Bath, though, this is best prep Ice Bath's been in. It's been running on really well and McDonald on. And Brad went up, just anyone he sees, he goes, oh, my mare's going so well. So you got to think, you got uh, to think it's a massive chance. Nimalee's been really impressive. Uh, I'd, I'd love to back Ellsberg, but again, we spoke last week. It's I just don't think it's it's prep. It just hasn't come up. And I, I'll back Kiku every start apart from last start where it won and got into the Epsom. So I'll have something on Kiku as uh, my Uncle Brent. And only Judy got a share in it, and uh, it's, I think it's over the odds at thirty four dollars. And call it, said it worked really well this morning. So something on kick here, but big fan of top rank. All right, where'd you land, King? I'm a big fan of top ranked as well, and that Bill Ritchie form line is is tip top. I think it is definitely. I think it's overs as we speak. Um, I can I'll warrant the fact that Hinged is favourite with the rain falling fifty one and a half kilos. But you have to remember, like unlike previous Epsoms that have run and won um it's only a five kilo split top to bottom which is actually not that much it's not as significant as it sounds so uh, i think the 56 and a half that top rank scott with huey on board i think it's gonna it i think it will map really well i, I don't think it will be that far back i think it something like converges backside or there, there'll be there'll be one that they can easily follow i think so i definitely see it as a, a top two pick of mine um Hinged, as we've already spoken, I think it warrants. Would I be able to take the favoritism? I don't think I can. I think I'd rather be on something like uh, top ranked or the dangers being Nimalee or Ice Bath, which Tommy's touched. Uh, J Mac on board Ice Bath is the biggest. Um, I have to give it plenty of respect. I think this it could definitely break the maiden status of the listed or stakes grade race. So it's unbelievable how many times it's been the bridesmaid uh, Ice Bath. So. I wish it luck. I wish the connections luck. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of with Tommy. Top rank looks great to my eye. We go to the Metrop and Durston, his favourite. Karen's on another favourite here. J-Mac was aboard the last couple of starts, um, but obviously won that listed at Wyong, then at Newcastle as well. It's at $3.40. Stockman is there. Ladon de V is what J-Mac is aboard. It's 11 bucks in the sevens. That's coming off... Um, Coming up a little trial. Grove Ferry was huge last week. No compromise. Van Kayan Hammeron is not one of mine, but it's 51 into 13, which is quite shocking when you think about it. But uh, this is a tough one. It's a tough metro. Coey, what do you reckon? 
Um, after speaking to Tommy, I, uh, Timmy yesterday, I had to look at the revisit the old speed map, and I think I do think that Grove Ferry actually could be the the upset to the Apple Card. I think um, it's, Winona Costin. Yeah, like I could get Winona her favourite jockey. Oh yeah, my favourite jockey, Tommy. Um, I genuinely think that she, she could steer this as soft as it comes and get her first group one. I I look at it, the, the speed map in itself will be Grove Ferry. There's a chance that Cucaracha could step pretty cleanly and forward from that inside draw and the other Waterhouse spot runner, which Timmy is steering in Sacramento. So I think, I do understand that Durston is warranted to be favoured. Like it's runs, its last two starts have been enormous. Like they're impressive wins and they're putting he's putting uh, panels between his rivals, but definitely think he is definitely at the rock bottom end of the price. And the fact that uh, I guess just due to the weight, the sheer weight, yeah, uh, J Mac has steered off it, which kind of sucks. Um, and Karen's on board, who's no yeah. slouch and is is coming to winning form, but that kind of steers me away from the current favourite. So I, I want to probably get a little bit of more of a price for him. So that's why I'm pretty much settled on Grove Ferry early doors. Anyway, I know it's drawn 14, but it's 2,400 metres. It's a mile and a half. Uh, I think every runner will get uh, pretty much where they want to be in the run. They sit and cuddle this thing, drop the t- drop the anchor, set the tempo nice and slow, and then sprint home. And we saw that last week. I think you genuinely can uh, win something like this. It's probably one of the... It's a evenly matched Metrop, but I don't think it's the strongest Metrop. So I do see something like Grove Ferry winning this. It's a bloody tough Metrop. Yeah, Grove Ferry, it's 850. Uh, Tommy, would you give any love to Hammeron, 51 into 13? As someone who's on at 51, all in, uh, no deductions. Uh, I hope so. I really hope so. Big fan of Jay Ford in this race too. Um, He jumped off no compromise where he's been running it for a bit and he gets in on... Nice low weight. So uh, look, I know I know it's gone under a couple of times at short prices, but uh, I don't think he's out of it at all. So um, look, I'm hoping, definitely, especially yeah, fifty fifty one dollars is nice. But um, I actually like Stockman. I, I think the the wet track really suits uh, Stockman. Couple of couple of good lead up runs to just blow the cold webs out. Stockman seems to need a few runs before it really peaks, and um, I think this is its day. We we was it I can't remember the race last year, but it was all set up for Stockman. It was it was backed in from 30s or something. The rain was coming and then they moved into another day. And it just uh yeah, got none of the favours. So I'd love to see um Stockman win a group one. Uh no compromises, the other one. Tommy Berry on it. It's a consistent horse for Waller. Um and I think it could run well. Talks train for the Queen, uh now the King. It's officially changed hands to King Charles. And Kathy will be the first female jockey to ride for the Queen and the King, as wow. Tommy Mark one has a ride for the King tonight. So um, yeah, it'd be good to see um, see if it can run pretty well. It's a great story around that, but yeah, Stockman for me. Right, Stockman six fifty. You go the last of the day, twelve hundred meter spring with your bacchanalia. Jay Mac aboard already into three ninety. Remarks going around. Kiwi Bowman's riding to the Hawks. We go straight to nine bucks. Goal a coal crusher. 
if you want to get Glind from Barrier 12. Rustic Steel, Chassis, Mautai, O-President. Old mate Steely is going around. Gab, friend of the show, he's been pretty pumped. He's been posting all about this horse. It's had a 200-day spell. Uh, had a little trial, but it's already been back 21 into 14. So fingers crossed for him. Cowie, last of the day. We got to put it, If we haven't had a winner all day, what are we back in? Purely Gab's money going on Steely, I'd imagine, uh, from last preparation. Uh... Yeah. What a horse he is. Like, he's been a revelation. And I never thought that he'd be, well, I mean, no offense to Gab, but I never thought that he would be going competing group twos and all the yeah. above. This is all probably right. a perfect race for it to start and so forth. And uh, utmost respect for the, you know, the training duo and the horse itself. I think it's done great guns, really. I mean, it's a great money spinner and I wish I had a little share on it. But saying that, I would probably, like, the two favorites are really hard to, Look past Bacchanalia remark. Bacchanalia, I think it overworked last start. The extra 100 metres will be probably perfect for it. Remark was outstanding. The gelding op has worked and it could be going... I don't know where it would be going after this race, but it could be in for a huge preparation and definitely uh, keeping an eye close to it. Oh, President, it's a bit of a myth for mine. Uh, I guess one horse that I wouldn't mind keeping an eye on how the market reacts will be the top weight in Rustic Steel. Gets two kilos off with Dylan Gibbons. It's still going to be 61 kilos, but it definitely has kind of a little bit of class this also. I'll be curious how it runs. Two favourites, which way I'm going to go. I think I'm going to be with Huey and Remark, I think, here. I think just that, yeah, the ultimate gear change is taken, which is excellent to see. I'm excited where this horse is going, and I look forward to him saluting in the like it last for me. Who are you with, Tommy? I can't imagine if we, if all this rain comes and we're on a heavy track, I don't think Remark will run. Um, yeah, so, look, if it, if it runs, you, you know it's going pretty well and it's going to have a good chance. Um, yeah, Kelly said it pretty well about Bacchanalia. Cold Crusher, I thought, was really tough last start. It genuinely, uh, genuinely it's mud, this horse. And I think if we're on a bottomless uh, track, Cold Crusher, after the nine other races, could be a bit of a knockout. Glenn in the last has got a bit of a ring to it, Zach. So maybe Cole Crusher. And maybe if they're chopped up as well, Maltai could just get get away with a bit of murder up front and, um, uh, yeah, and just keep running on. So I think Maltai has been running pretty well. Maybe that's the each way. But, yeah, leaning towards either Maltai or Cole Crusher. All right. That is all of Randwick. We just need to get together for a multi. I'm going to go. I was going to go Fireburn, but I'm going to go in the last. I really like Bacchanalia. I think I think Bacchanalia. You might, like Tom said, if Remark doesn't win, you're going to cop a bit of a price deduction. But give or take, I think Bacchanalia could be a good. And I'm going to go the win. I am going to go the win. Uh, Coe, who do you want to go, mate? I don't want to, I mean, I wish it wasn't for $1.90, but I think Montefiore is pretty much a darn good thing for me in the Hill Stakes. I think it's a tough race, to uh, a tough card to actually really make a case for a best bet at the moment, but I think he is, or she is, should I say, the classiest runner in that field. And I think, you know, going towards the Caulfield Cup, the Melbourne Cups, I think she's going to salute you. So I'm with Montefiore. Tommy? Top ranked for me. I, I, I'm all in on top ranked. I think it's going to run really well. So maybe we'll, t- we'll go the place just so, um, just in case there's any any drama. $1.80, we'll take $1.80 top ranked the place. All right. Well, I'll go the $4 win then. Uh, all right. Four, four, six, 
Yeah, Bacchanalia win, Montpellier win, top ranked a place, 15 bucks. All right, thank you, boys. Tommy, enjoy. Coey, enjoy the pub tonight. Enjoy your new car. Don't make any mess in there tonight. Don't vomit in there. Don't fall asleep in there. God, no. Who wins the footy, Zach? Panthers win. Uh, Dylan Edwards is man of the match, or Clive Churchill. And I think Mike Acevo will be scoring a try against Taylor, not Taylor, mate, uh, Charlie Staines. Nice. I like it. I bit of a roughie for you for your uh, grand final Sunday. Eels half time. Uh, Penrith full time. Eight dollars twenty five. Especially if Corsia comes off the bench, the Eels could get out to a big start and then power run them down. So eight twenty five for half time full time. Penrith run. Love that. What do you reckon? Love that. I I'm in the Penrith base camp myself. I think they are. They're building a legacy, uh, a dynasty. I think they are the strongest side. Uh, just all props to Para, and I hope I, I kind of hope that they broke their their drought, so to speak. But I think Penrith are going to be too classy. I don't have a bet type for you, but I think Penrith wins, and convincingly enough, I think they'll they'll win one twelve, but more towards that double figure uh, quote. All right, Penrith it is. All right, boys, enjoy. Fingers crossed, we have a good win on the punt this weekend. I'll talk to you all again next week. See you, boys. On you, guys.